Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yay! What the fuck is with putting me on the phone with your jailbird mom? I love the smell of napalm in the morning! Welcome back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. Season 23, Episode 6. Colton is the Bachelor. He's very emotional. I don't know if you're aware, if you've been watching the show. He's never had sexual intercourse with a woman or anyone else, and that's a big deal. I'm joined now, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Now, um, we have to like take a step back here. Uh, not only is um, Colton a uh, virgin, but he also is a, a an emotional midget who really at the at the sight or the um any kind of the sense of trouble he just goes into like a frenzy emotionally and he can't control himself which i guess is made for a pretty entertaining season but at the same time it's like you know i've felt this way for quite some time i'm you start feeling bad that he's been cast. Somebody should have been looking out for this guy's best interest because according to the preview for next week, it's going to really get ugly. Shit is happening. Shit is going off. So, And he's an emotional dude, you're right. So here's how it starts. So if, if you recall last week, and honestly, it, you almost had to go back and rewatch last week or the end of last week to remember – but there was no rose ceremony at the end of last week's episode. So this week's episode starts off with the rose ceremony, which was kind of sweet. So I believe in last week's episode, both Hannah's, Heather, and Cassie already had roses via group date and one ones on one. Right. So this week, he goes to hand out the roses and... He gives one to Kaylin. Because if you don't remember, Nicole and Onyika were fucking going at it on the end of last right. episode. Onyika's a bully. Nicole's not there for the right reasons. She's trying to raise herself up and get out of Miami, which I don't just buy a plane ticket, get a, get a waitressing job in LA and a roommate. Go on crazy. And neither, neither of these two women were, um, were in it for the long haul. Like, and they've gotten to see a couple uh, foreign countries on ABC's dime. Yeah. But they, they were not going to win this thing. Or that's they a, weren't that's true. proposed to. So the really the only thing that they ruined were their own chances to see new places. Or, yeah. They they both fought and he came to the very smart decision that if you're you're the two of you can't even contain yourself in this situation, then you don't deserve to be here. Exactly. They, they, what they screwed themselves out of was another week of being on TV and, and getting right. to go, getting to go to Vietnam. So spoiler alert. And you, and you wonder, cause a lot of times when these chicks are in these fights, it's rare that he'll send them both home, but that's exactly what he did in this situation. So Kalen, Tasha, Kerpa, who's just hanging around, uh, Demi, who uh, again had to come with the, you can't just say, yes, I'll accept the rose. She always has to go with like a long freight, like a long, like a, like a little monologue that she does when she gets the rose. And this time she said, it's my greatest pleasure to accept this rose. And I just wanted to kick my TV. Um, she, Demi gets one, unfortunately, as do Katie and Sydney. Um, that, that means Nicole and Onyika, the greatest athlete in bachelor history are both gone and we're not missing much, right? That's, they weren't adding anything to the show other than their, their drama. Right. And I mean, it, 
it was just a stupid uh, act, action on each of their parts. I mean, yeah. it's amazing that you can't see um, the forest beyond the trees on this show. You, I think, with each episode, you increase your Instagram following and your your uh, yes. fa- your you know fifteen minutes of fame profile. Totally. And and they just completely shit on themselves. It it was. The, I'm I'm very like surprised that he made the right decision because I thought he I was, was going to keep, keep one of them and there would be more drama. But he just said, "Both of you guys get the hell out of here." The, the 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 cat fight chicks never go on to win the show. It's just it's just there's a formula for this. And right. if you go to if you're going to the Bachelor, if your producer says, "Hey, why don't you go tell him what you told me before about what uh what." Nicole, you heard Nicole said, like, why don't you go tell that to the bachelor? You're being set up. You're not right. in a position to win the show. They're just trying to find a, find some kind of drama and using one of their pawn pieces to get that drama going. They're not going to, they're not going to send their queen out right. into, into battle in the middle of the chessboard. That's not how it works. Uh, so those chicks are gone. Good riddance. Um, uh, but for sure they'll be in paradise i mean if there's a lot of that most of these chicks that you're seeing leave other than maybe week one girls are going to be are going to be popping up in paradise which is always exciting um, i so, have zero interest in seeing totally agree. uh either totally agree. of them not on a fan paradise of they're not interesting and they're they don't they don't do anything for me in a bathing suit i so. did i did ha- i did like how onika said i could really give a shit um, if Nicole cries because she cries every day. And I thought that was pretty funny. And then as he was doing the rose ceremony and Nicole was certain she was going home, as he called each name, she would she would cry a little bit harder. And I thought that right. was kind of funny. But other than that, I, I have no use for him. Um, so then they, they've been to, uh, they started in Phuket or Bangkok. I'm not sure. They were in Thailand. And then they bounced over to, uh, or no, they started in Singapore. Then they moved to Thailand. And, now, and then they just take another puddle jumper and now they're in Vietnam. Um, and it starts out with a one-on-one. This is, so basically this is well, the beginning before we of get episode. to that, we, we got to get to the, the setup. I mean, yeah. I think this is our second return to Vietnam. Cause I remember at one point they went to, um, like all the places America has gone and not won a war. I think they did Korea and Vietnam they in did. one That's season. Right. That's right. Uh, Vietnam, um, so they return there, and of course, you know, they go into the hotel room, and it's the greatest hotel room of all time with the greatest of views, and then a pool. Um, it's got a pool and everything. And then this is yeah, it's like my a, favorite, it's like a villa. My favorite part of the episode is this. The, obviously, the producers hand fed them this line because. None of the women are old enough to remember the movie. It's off their radar completely. And to think that they did this about a movie that is about a war in which hundreds of thousands of people were, were killed. They, they were all on the, um, on the, what do you call it? On the balcony. And there's a, a, a low end shot of all of them. And they're like, one, two, three. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. And like, yeah. If you, if you think about it, that movie came out in know, the 80s. You know, Robin Williams, that was a that was an iconic role and an iconic line, and it was the name of the movie. But if you watch the movie, it was it was about the conflict in Vietnam where people were killed. And I'm thinking, what else could they have possibly fed these uh, these people from famous Vietnam movies? And I'm thinking, what if they were would have been like, all right, one, two, three. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yes. Or or, or, or how about this one? All right. One, two, three. Holy shit. You see the fucking head come apart, man? (laughs) Which was Bunny and Platoon played by Kevin Kevin Dillon. Yes, I I recall. Um, Yes, it was was an interesting... It was an interesting choice, an interesting direction. But the but the producers are all millennials too. Like, I'm, I mean, I guess there's somebody there old enough to have remembered that movie, and it's just so on the nose and so silly. So yeah, they're in Vietnam, and it starts out with a one on one, and Hannah G, the Insta model, gets the first one on one, and is it me or do they go to like a rub and tug joint for their for their date? It's like a it's like a <laughs> 
It's like a couple's massage, but it seems a little kinky. Oh, yeah. There's like mud and they're, they're, um, wrapped up, they're wrapped up in, um, banana leaves. And the whole thing was just a little odd and they're holding hands the whole time. Did you, did it, you find that weird? It was, I mean, the, the place was, it definitely was a glorified rub and tug, but like, you know, Hannah G got the first impression rose of the entire season. So the first impression basically is you are smoking hot. There's, it's the most superficial rose of the season. It's a first impression rose by design. And all along, anytime Hannah G is brought up, it's them telling the camera how hot each other are. And then, so the last episode we talked about Hannah G literally in bed with Colton grinding on him. And then in this episode, this date is just filled with, Colton making out with her in this massage parlor. He can't stop kissing her and touching her. And then they start making out again and she gets up on top of him. I mean, these two, these two can't keep each other's hands off each other, but they have zero interesting things to say either on camera or about each other. It's all about how hot they are and how much they want to have sex with each other. Um, yeah. And she's, She's got dead eyes. She seems yeah, to agree. really I, just be going through the motions. She And there's stuff that's talked about later at the end of this episode that you think might be directed at Hannah G, although I think they might also be directed at somebody else. But, Hannah B, I think, is directed as, as well. Yeah. Um, she, she's just really – she's – clearly not there for the right reason. She's an Insta model. She's trying to prop herself up. She just the way she talks, the way she looks, um, the whole, she's very inauthentic to me. And of course he doesn't realize that. Um, but but she showed, she showed up and, um, she showed up in Instagram, like a, a very high profile on Instagram before the show. I think she had like 350,000 followers or something, like a significant amount. So she's already kind of been there. Yeah, and she I'm was probably scouted for that reason. Probably. And, I, and I'm just thinking that that has to be the only reason she's on this thing because they've had – neither of them have had particularly anything like uh, to say about each other that's been like substantial no. or intimate or anything. It's just, man, they're hot and they can't keep their mouth off each other. Um, yeah. And at one point she's, she's rolled up in all those leaves and he's like, I would definitely eat that sushi roll. He's talking about, he's talking about her pussy, Jason. He's talking about cunnilingus. Right. And I did find it funny that, um, of course on the dinner that evening, like he's just grasping for something to give her a rose over. And she tells a story about how she's handled her parents' divorce. And yes, yes, I was going to bring that up. A divorce, and that's all it took. And we talked about something that wasn't about how physically hot you are, and yeah. you're going to get roast. Well, she says it because what do we know? If you're on a one on one, you need to open up. Like, if you don't open up, you're going home. Opening up is the main purpose of a one-on-one and hannah freely admits opening up is not my thing because she's a soulless she-devil self-promoting insta model right right she doesn't there's nothing in there to to open up she's never really had right there's nothing in there to open up about so she is a product of social media she she doesn't have to be interesting or or deep or put much thought into uh her presentation other than her looks. Now I will say this. I do think the show's trolling me. I think the show maybe listens to this show and they troll me. Of course. Because every freaking time before the first, uh, one-on-one date is announced, they have at least six women on camera saying the same cliched thing. Yeah. I really need this extra time. I really, if, if, if I don't get a one-on-one, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. Like it's, I swear to God, if they, they, they have the exact rotation of comments every single time. And I think they're trolling me. Um, yeah, definitely. It's the same thing every season. So she's Hannah G she freely admits opening up is not my thing, but then she does kind of open up about her parents' divorce when she was 13. Um, that's clearly still affecting her. And which gets Colton to 
for the first time this season, admit he may be falling in love with her. Was that right. big? Was that big for you, Stu? Kind of. Not really. I mean, he has so, anything. This guy says he's a he's very captive of the moment guy. I mean, and the last person that talks to him is has the most influence. So I, it's kind of white noise when he gives these these kind of instant reactions. I, I agree, but he hasn't said it about anybody else. So she gets obviously she she gets a rose. <laughs> obviously, it meant something to you, Brian. Right. It didn't really well, it's just it's it's something. If the if the if the L word is fucking mentioned on this show, it is a moment. It always is, um, especially by the Bachelor. So remember, a couple of seasons ago, Ben J, Ben H. He told JoJo, who is fine, and Lauren B, that he loved them both. And they thought, well, both of them are like, well, I'm getting a ring tomorrow. And that this fucking JoJo got sent home, and it was a big deal. She had to come back and, and, and uh, confront Ben H about it because he said he loved her. And that's, so that's a big deal on the show. Um, they have a group then. So after that, we have a group date, and everyone's. This is the situation where no one wants to be on a group date. So everybody's like, am I going to get on a group date? And so it ends up being Cassie, Heather, Tasha, Kaylin, Katie, Hannah B, Sydney, and Demi. They all get the group date. And Sydney says something interesting where she says, I, th- I think I could have done more. Like other, like other than existing on the, on the show and do, doing the challenges and, you know, going to the cocktail parties, like what more could she have done to not get on that group date? It's, it's a weird place that these chicks go to in their head. Right. 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 And, uh, and, and all of them take it very personally. Yeah. If they don't, get the uh, they, they counted on, they counted like five or six women still who have yet to go on a one-on-one and all of them are thinking, what have I done wrong? When little do they know that I think the one-on-ones aren't always his decision. I think the one-on-ones are like a, a collaboration. Right. I think Chris Harrison, is that his name? Yep. Um, and the producers. And I think they're all like, okay, you need to go on the girl, on the one with the girl that's never kissed a girl or a guy. So stuff like that, I, they have to take it a little less personal. But I guess if you're in that bubble, you uh, – you, you you overreact to these things. And I will say this. Um, who was the one that you had mentioned? Um, Sydney. The, Sydney. So she's a Miami Heat dancer or she's New York Knicks, Knicks dancer or whatever. Dancer, yep. She's had almost no screen time other than background the entire season. Um, so there, it, I will say this. By the end of the episode, she impressed me. She's actually absolutely. got like a head on her shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she said things that made way too much sense for the show or for him. Yep. And she obviously did that, proud. Yeah. And and that pretty much uh, sealed her fate too. Right. Well, she, she made her own choices. So yeah, they go on the, um, the, the theme of the date is, are you ready to fight for love? Right. Which is weird. And they show up and Colton does this like, there's like yeah. a there's like a platform and they're all standing around it and Colton comes out and has this super weird choreographed fake fight with a couple right. of Vietnamese martial artists where he really fucks them up and it's it's really like really choreographed like they would have had to have been practicing practicing this for a, at least a day right oh yeah if that that and- was kind of nuts right Kind of nuts, and at the same time, not not delivered very well. Like no. it was, I guess the the choreography was good, yeah. But the way the show presented it, it was kind of like mundane and going through yeah. the motions, and and that he is such a zero, anyways, that there wasn't a whole lot of animate animated yeah. uh, actions with him. And then when they did the on camera stuff, it it always goes back to the same thing. They said almost nothing about how cool how cool he was fighting or how well choreographed it was. It was he looked so hot 
Yeah. That was the yeah. only thing they yeah, said. He's about all sweaty. This, yeah. this huge thing that, like you said, probably took half a day to do. Yeah. And the only thing they could say is, oh my God, his muscles were ripped. Right. There's no way they nailed that in the first take. So right. they were going back and forth and they, they had to cut all that together. And it wasn't shot very well. It wasn't very impressive considering how much work probably went into it. But then it's so the, the whole, it's like a martial arts challenge where. They make these chicks actually fight each other. It was they make, it was they, insane. But, but no face or head shots, so it was like body blows and uh, no kicking. It was just it was, just, it was a weird combat. Wait, they were a lot la- of limitations. They were landing headshots. Were they? Yeah, it was mostly headshots. What's her Demi? Demi was having no part of it, which Dude, I watch watch that fight again. It's like mostly body shots. Oh, is it? And then at oh, some okay. point she says, Don't hit my face. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I fast forwarded like, through that. There were obvious limitations to the fighting, but and that scene was I mean, uh Colton was put off by that scene because whoever whoever was fighting Demi was like dominating. It was her, Hannah B. She's like four foot nine yes. and weighs like sixty pounds. Of course somebody's gonna beat up on her. But I was less like disturbed about that than I was just like, this looks lame, it's and it stupid. went on forever. It could have been thirty seconds, and it was like ninety seconds. It was like, like it, it was like Hunger Games. Like they, you could tell the chicks, other than Hannah B, who's a big old pageant girl. The, Hannah B is nailing these group dates, by the way. Yeah, she's she, just like she gung ho it, yeah. on all she'll of. She'll eat them. a worm. She'll beat the fuck out of somebody. She doesn't care. Um, so anyway, they, uh, they do their fights and it actually could have gone worse. Like Demi kind of got fucked up, but it wasn't, I, I didn't see like a lot of bad blood between these chicks. Um, and then, so then they go to, and have their group cocktail party or whatever. And, um, Sydney confronts Colton, um, and Sydney and Tasha in general have this discussion where they're not feeling the other broads and they feel kind of left out and, <laughs> and, uh, which is weird for the show. And, uh, so, but Sydney eventually confronts Colton and she's like, look, like I'm here. I see, you know, we're on these group dates. You're ne- you never even look at me. Like, obviously right. I'm not at the top of your list right now. And she says something important. She goes, she, she asked him very directly. She goes, can you get there with me? And he sort of, he says yes, but it's. No, it's, no, no. He does what he does every time. Yeah. This is what he, he goes to his, he has a handbook of bachelor cliches that he has studied and is well versed in. And they're vague and noncommittal. Yeah, that's true. They're completely insufficient. He said, I, I'd like to explore more with you. Yeah. He, yes. I would like to explore more with you. Yeah. And she's, and, and it's like, she didn't, she wasn't taking that answer. Like, good for her. Like, okay, well, that's not really what I'm asking you. Are, are are you going to be able to give me the time and effort to see if this could work? Well, I'd, I'd really like to explore. I mean, there's something about you, and I want to explore something more with you. Yeah. Like he, he he refuses to give a direct answer, and, and she s- caught him on his shit. And since he's a virgin, it doesn't mean the same thing that it would coming from pure alphas like you and myself. Like if we're right. telling you we want to explore. We mean that literally. Right. He's just like, I want to explore our relationship. So anyway. Which, which generally means like go to a carnival and do rides. Yeah. That's what his, his yes, idea exactly. of exploring is. So uh, so Demi's, Demi's kind of like, okay, that's fine. And then um, or Sydney's like, that's fine. And then Demi comes in and she gets a little one-on-one time. And this might be one of the most sociopathic just awful and exploitative situations subtly that I've ever seen on the bachelor. She's just sitting there rapping with Colton. She's like, Hey, I really, uh, you know, I'm just really into you, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Hey, remember the other day when I had to open up to you on a one-on-one. And so I told you my mom just got out of federal prison and he's uh-huh. like, yeah. And she's like, well, FYI, I haven't spoken to her um, since she's gotten out of federal prisoner. Let's call her right now. From Vietnam. From Vietnam. 
someone that I barely on a, on know on speakerphone on speakerphone with my mom right. who's still readjusting after a, a term in the federal pen. The whole thing was weird. Colton's obviously uncomfortable. He's like, you have raised a fabulous daughter. And I'm like, hold up raised. She's in the joint. Right. What, someone else had to do the raising. Anyway, like Dem- Demi, we, we criticized Demi last week for using this as one of her things to gain his sympathy. And like, we called bluff on that. It's like revealing that you're, your mother just got a federal prison might be like a reason to toast and celebrate. Sure. It wasn't one of these, I just lost my grandfather moments yes. where you're supposed to have pity on me. It was, it was just a vague thing, but he fell for it somehow and gave her a rose. I think she was working that again this week. Like he can't not give me a rose. I just allowed him to listen to the first conversation I've ever had with my mom. Insane. Since she got out of yeah. federal prison. And then she actually said on camera, I will never forget this moment in my, for as long as I live. It was crazy. The whole thing was crazy and weird. Um, so then Sydney comes back and she's like, look, I thought about it. Um, I want more. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not giving me what I need. We're not going to get there. You didn't give me the answers I was looking for. And she's like, Right. Um, if it's all the same to you, I'm out of here. And she bounces, which is the play. If you get deep in the show and you know you're not one of the top chicks, you have to make your own exit. That's a smart move. That's how you get to be the bachelorette. That's how you get on Bachelor in Paradise. Like you got to be bold about this. So she and leaves. Most, but most people, you have to give her credit. I mean, there's always the angle that they could be on TV another week and explore a different country and everything else. But like you got to give her credit to where like she had a chance to digest that, that conversation where she tried to like keep it real and needed some concrete answers. And he gave her the bachelor handbook cliches with that smile. And that usually does the trick like that. Usually women walk away from that. It's like, yeah, okay, good. Well, we'll do some exploring. Great. Yes. So then, um, so Colton kind of pretends to be bummed, but then he's like, whatever. And then he hands out the, the group date rose, which goes to Tasha, who he's, she's gotten a lot of roses. I mean, obviously she's gotten a rose every week, but yeah. she's had one-on-one. She's gotten group date roses. She is, I know you're a fan of Tasha. I'm also a fan of Tasha, and Colton seems to be a fan of Tasha yeah. as well. She shot to the top of my list yeah, you like last her. week or two weeks mm-hmm. ago. And I mean, she's hot and smart and she's got a great attitude she's separated herself from this clan of uh misfits um and yeah i i think he i think he's on board i think she probably has way too much going for her though to win this thing she's a little they're the same age but she she's the one that's been married before right she's she's despite the fact that she's also 26 she seems um decades ahead of him maturity no wise. So, uh, I don't, I don't picture them having a long-term, uh, relationship. Uh, so then that leaves one girl left for a one-on-one and that, by is, the way, yes. Didn't, didn't he say like the thing that he said at the end of this episode, didn't he say that, uh, three women walked out of me or walked out on me on this episode and they said the same thing and they all, or yeah. I said goodbye to three women and they all said, that there are people in this house still that aren't here for the right reasons or yes, whatever. Yes. And I think I want to say, um, why don't I keep forgetting the cheerleader's name? Sydney. Um, I think dropped that on him and he yeah. took it to heart. So it's, it's, it's been a complete brain fuck. I mean, brain yes. fuck for him okay. to where he doesn't know who to believe and what, what to, uh, what to sniff out. So I think he took what's her faces, the cheerleaders, um, advice and immediately see set in his mind that Demi is that person. So he doesn't give her the rose. He gives it to, uh, to Kayla or whatever her name is. Tasha. Tasha. And then he has plans for Demi later on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're kind of jumping ahead because he, right. right. But he, so, but first he has a date with Kerpa and we've discussed Kerpa on the show before. Oh my God. Kerpa. Last week, last week, I don't hate Kerpa by the way. They, uh, last week, she had that wound, that unexplained wound on her chin. Yes. And yes. I was like, this shows what an insignificant character she is. She's has not been featured on camera all season. 
yet she's still there for some reason. The only time she shows up is when she gets a rose at the end of every episode. And and now she's clearly taken an injury and it's it's not addressed on the show despite the fact that she's got a huge bandage on her chin. Uh right. we, we learned via the internet that she had she it was a selfie injury, I think. She was she was on <laughs> walking on some wet rocks or something to take a picture and she ate shit and had to have her chin stitched up. Uh, but again, it's she's so insignificant that that wasn't even addressed. If this happens to any other girl, it's a big part of the episode. It doesn't even it's not even mentioned. So they go on a date. Then it starts out. They have a long, boring conversation, and then they go. They're on a boat again, a shitty boat, and then um, they're going snorkeling. And at one point, they're like jumping in the water, and they're you know snorkeling around. And um, at one point, uh, Colton speaking to the camera says, "I really want to dive <laughs> deeper with Kerpa." Yeah, I want to dive because they're deeper. snorkeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And but everybody back at camp is like, "Oh, Kerpa, she doesn't open up," and. On one-on-ones, everybody knows you got to open up and she doesn't open up and she, you know, it's a whole thing. But then he talks to her and he's like, I know you've been engaged before. Um, she's like, he's like, what was that all about? And she explains, I was with some dude for eight years. He also didn't fuck just like you. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just so you know, I'm not a virgin for religious purposes, which almost makes it weirder. <laughs> It is. It's like he he took offense to yes. her describing her ex's motivation for not having sex. Yeah. Like he's so weird about this sex it's, thing. It is weird. Which yeah. just it just proves my point that he's nine years old emotionally. He doesn't even know how to treat it or get beyond it. And by the way, Kerpa, um, she's one of these women, and it's a it's a recent generation thing. So millennial. Gen Z, whatever, where like, and I think it's an absence of anything intelligent to say or just being allergic to conversation like the younger generation is, where they just say, yay. Like, yeah. Like, like my son's friends, if you're like, you know, let's go to Taco Bell. Yay. You know, just like, oh, it's kind of this. Ooh, yeah. it, it's, I don't know about Taco Bell is your thing, but I'm just, as an example, sure? she, she must have said that 90 times in this day. And, and the example would be like, he would be like, I really like you. And she'd be like, yay. It's, I can't stand that. Yeah. I don't, without, without making proclamations about an entire generation, these two have zero chemistry. They have oh. Even, even, and we're just looking at clips. Like there, this is a several hours of date, and they could right. barely come up with any any dialogue between the two of them. And a lot of times, this happens. Every season, this happens. Somebody goes on a one on one, and they do not come back. And here we are. We got this Kerpa. She's hasn't been featured all season. She finally gets a one on one. The one on one is happening. It's all about opening up. She's not opening up. They talk, they can barely talk to each other. And then he, right. then he goes, so you've been engaged before. Do, could you see yourself getting engaged? He, and he says something, he goes, cause I'm excited to get engaged, which no guy so has ever stupid. said in their life. Right. And, and she is at best lukewarm about it. She goes, <laughs> well, you know, like if we get to know each other better, I, I could maybe see us um, getting engaged. And I'm like, okay, she's gone. She's leaving. There's not one single, right. there has not been, they did not find in a, a millimeter of tape that showed any chemistry, any reason she would get a rose. And then he reaches over, <laughs> barely talking to each other. He reaches over and picks up the rose. And I, I'm like, man, that is fucked up. You're not supposed to pick it up if you're not going to give it to her. But a huge turning point in this season of The Bachelor, he fucking gives Kerpa a rose. Were you not shocked by that, Jason? Well, let me let me try to uh, surmise exactly how it went down. She, as you said, lukewarm. He he hits her between the eyes. Do you see yourself being engaged at the end of this, or or would you be open to being engaged at she the end of this? And she's says like, no. She's him. She's him and Han and giving like a lot of non-committal language, like you know, if we get to know each other better and, you know, I could definitely 
see myself being open to an engagement if I really like you. Like it was just, it, it, she said a lot of things without saying anything. And, and he reaches for the rose and says something along the lines of, I re- I'm really glad you said that. Will you accept this rose? And what does she, what does she say? Yay. <laughs> That's how the date ended. It was so awkward. And just, but here's the thing. This is a big turning point in the, in the season because Sydney left and you could see she, you knew she wasn't a top chick. But if you had to make a list when this episode started, who is last on his list? You would have said Kerpa for sure. Kerpa's going home. But not only does she get a one on one, she gets a rose on the one on one. So, all of a sudden, things are in flux. Like somebody who's been featured on this show a lot is about to leave. Uh, right. So so they come back, maybe a couple people. So they come back and Demi has her Corinne moment. Mm-hmm. They're, they're back at the, at the hotel. Colton's in his villa, fully dressed as always, completely ready to be on camera. The villa's lit right. with, with production lights, He's shocked Snacks. that somebody's at yeah. He's shocked that somebody's at the door, but yet there she is. And uh, but but Demi previews it. She goes. She goes. I'm not leaving Vietnam without making a big move. And then she says, "I gotta go balls to the wall." And then, in case it wasn't clear enough, with, right. with those less, two less subtle with each one. Yeah, with those two euphemistic phrases, she finishes by saying, "Hopefully, after tonight." Colton won't be a virgin anymore. So she's like, I'm, and this is, this is a Corinne move. She's like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to fuck him. And then it's, I'm going to be in the driver's seat for this show. I mean, her, her plan, obviously by the end of the, uh, by the end of the scene, her plan was to tell him that she's fallen in love with him and then proposition him for sex. She yes. was open about that. And, and, and and it's amazing that she did say that. What was what was the exact line that was so like non subtle? What was it? Hopefully after tonight, Colton won't be a virgin anymore. I mean, could you be could you be less like subtle? Like could you could you spell it out any any more? Because like if I'm in Vietnam, I'm thinking like you know I'm going to penetrate his DMZ or or what whatever nice, nice. kind of yeah kind of Vietnam War reference maybe <laughs> that they could feed her but no she just spells it out and she says the only thing she didn't say she she stopped just short of saying we are going to have sexual intercourse tonight did she what if she would have what if she he would have um undid his pants and he was ready to go and then she turned yeah. to the camera and, and she said oh you too buku you too buku <laughs> no um so so she was being very cryptic i wasn't sure what she meant by saying um hopefully after tonight colton won't be a virgin anymore but soon we find out she comes in and she's like she's she's making big moves she says hey i just want you to know i'm falling in love with you and all of a sudden colton for the first time this season, pretty much tells her, Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me know. But then he flips the fucking script on her and says, I don't know if I can see myself with you at the end of this. So bounce. And also what the fuck is with putting me on the phone with your jailbird mom? (laughs) See, that's the thing. Like this has been a couple episodes in the making. Like she thought that she got him like, she bought herself a few episodes with the stupid revealing of the federal prison. And then I think she really thought she bought herself another, another rose again with the conversation with the mother that was awkward at best. And then she professes her love and he just shoots her down completely. Insane. Um, So I think, and I think referring to what I said earlier, I think that he, he had made up his mind because Nicole had mentioned that there's someone in the house that is not here that that isn't suited for you or isn't here for the right reasons or whatever. And I think at that point he's like, I'm saying goodbye to Demi whenever I get the first chance to. Um, good call. Yeah, that that might have been it. Um, so then they go to the cocktail party and um, Chris Harrison comes in, and I don't know. I'm not sure why. 
anyone shocked anymore because it seems about um, 45% of the cocktail parties end up being canceled, but there's, there's always a stunned silence in the room after it happens. It's not the first time it's happened this season, so they shouldn't be too shocked. But Harrison comes in and he's like, look, Colton's made up his mind. There's not going to be any cocktail party. It's just going to be the rose ceremony. So nobody can yeah. lobby. No one gets well, their that- alone time where they can squeeze the head of his dick and be like, no, I'm just, I'm here, you know? And uh, so to the show's credit, by the way, they typically, when they have Harrison cancel the cocktail party, they have to do the pedestrian on cameras leading up to the cocktail party of women saying tonight, I really need to get him alone. There's a couple of things that I really need to discuss with him to get closer to him. Cause I don't know where I stand here. Yeah. They usually have that. At least the show didn't completely um, just uh, – the show did us a favor and didn't do that stupid trick on us because it's pretty lame. Yeah, I agree with that. So <clears throat> they have the cocktail party. So Hannah G's already got a rose. Kerpa has already got a rose. Tasha has already got a rose. And Sydney and Demi have already left. So apparently there were there would have been three to go home, but now there's only going to be one. Um, so he starts handing out roses. Hannah B gets a rose. Kaylin gets a rose, of course. Mm-hmm. Cassie, my girl, gets a rose. And it comes down to Heather, never been kissed chick, who I could, I wish she would have left months ago. I've got right. no interest in Heather at all. And mm-hmm. Katie, who I got to admit, She's probably my second favorite chick on the show. I'm, I like Katie. She's, but she, she hasn't gotten a whole lot of time. Has she's she? super, she hasn't gotten a lot of FaceTime. She's super cute. She's from Sherman Oaks. She's, she got some time early, but we haven't seen, we haven't heard from her in a couple episodes. And Colton pulls the trigger and he gives Heather the final rose. And that is it for Katie. She gets sent home. But he's like, let me walk you out. And she's like, all right, cool. And you could tell she's not that bumped. She's like not crying or anything. She's not like really emotional <laughs> about it. You know, it's like she's kind of saw it coming probably. And she, to be honest, she might not have been that into him. But she, but she does say this. As, and they all, they're all so cryptic, which is strategic, I think. That she goes to get in the limo and she's like, just, just so you know, some aren't ready. She's like Yoda. Some aren't ready. Be smart. And then she gets in the car and he's, and then he's, he's, he's literally, he looks like a chimpanzee. He's doing that thing where he's scratching the top of his head with his one finger, with one finger. And then like scratching his chin with the other hand, like her just overwhelmed. He's blown away. Cause he's like, and then he's like, wait, those other two bitches said the same shit. (laughs) <laughs> he did a little deductive reasoning in his head. He's, I thought I got rid of the one person that right. wasn't for this. He's like, he's like, he's like, the both of them, both of those other two girls from earlier today said exactly what this Katie just said. And he, so he's like, and the other girls hear, or he says something to the other girls like, Hey, this is what she just told me. And Tasha, there's, it's very cryptic about what's going on. Tasha says she wants to, spill the tea which i think it's spill the beans yeah well she says he's better than beans she says something like colton the tea is brewing and colton wants somebody to spill the tea yeah i've never that's really cryptic yeah and then she does something else that's cryptic and that she um conspires with the other smart one who is it um it's kerpa it is Kerpa. And she, what did she say to him? Like, she says something like, in front of all the girls out loud, it's going to be you and me at the end. Watch. Didn't she say that? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's confusing because it's like, she's basically like, maybe we should tell him. Like, they know something and right. maybe they should be the ones to bring it to him. And maybe what they're saying is that we're the only two here that don't have ulterior motives. Like we legit just came on this show to see if we could meet a dude that we think is <laughs> handsome, you know? And, right. and they're like, we could, we could tell him we got something on every single other girl that's left on this show. Right. Uh, so then, the, then there's previews from next week and it looks like things take a shocking turn. First of all, Colton 
not this is his third season of Bachelor or Bachelor adjacent programming. Uh-huh. And the first two, he did a lot, a lot of crying. And it looks no, like he had an emotional breakdown in yeah. in the first two. That's right. Yes. And <laughs> this this shows that he's gonna have an emotional that's, breakdown. That's true. And, I, and, I, and the show and the show has no conscience about this. I definitely underplayed it. For sure. He is something happens where he goes mental and it appears that he and they do quote him, but you can't really see who's sitting with it. Looks like it might be Hannah G, where he says I don't deserve to be anybody's backup plan. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. Give us, and, but I will yes. say this. He does do this maneuver where he jumps over the fence. Like, well, what's that, show on, what's that show on NBC about the people that, that do all these crazy things, run up walls and uh, shit. Um, American Ninja warrior. Yeah. He does like this maneuver where it's like one hop and he pulls himself over the fence and then, like, I don't know if this is creative editing or if we're going to find out that it wasn't done right after he did it. But there's somebody is in such shock that he did that. Like yeah. he jumps over They're the like, fence. Did like, he jump over the fence? Yeah. And then, and then, so, and some girls like, oh my god! Yes. He just jumped over a fence. Like, <laughs> what, what could possibly? Like, were there alligators on the other side that we didn't know about? before we before we wrap it up i I need to reference demi's tweet did you see her tweet no i don't uh, i don't like spoilers this is great demi's tweet was this um i never i went never went to his room to take his virginity you fucking trolls i went there to show him i was serious and giving it my all i left heartbroken Colton touched my heart. He's an amazing person. He showed me what a real man looks like, and I am excited to feel that way again. Uh, Demi, why would we think that you went there to take his virginity? Yeah, what gave us that idea? Because you said on camera that after you're done, he's not going to be a virgin anymore? Could that be the reason? (laughs) You fucking trolls. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Okay, so give us your top three, Jason. Uh, it's unchanged from last week. Um, I, I think he's going to do the stupid thing and, and take Hannah G to the overnights. And then Cassie's in and beauty queen Kaylin is in, I guess, I guess if you really wanted like a dark horse, um, I, I mean, the most impressive woman on this show is just too good for him. And I'm sure he's at some point he's going to fumble it. Tasha, Jason loves Tasha. Is great. Yeah, but I, like I don't think she's making it. Um, I agree with you. I think it's the. I think it's Cassie, Kaylin, and Hannah G. At this point, he is. You could basically um, see the pre-seminal fluid pooling up on his stomach when the, they were having a. a <laughs> a their session in the in the rub and tug wrapped in leaves yes i mean they he was horny for her she's an insta model she knows things she's manipulative uh, um unless she's the one that uh has him as her backup plan and we'll find that out next week apparently um i i I see her probably making it um making it to the fantasy suites uh okay anything else jason that's it. Thank you, my man. All right. Excellent job. As always, um, catch up with us next week, of course. Until then, I'm Brian Beckner for Jason Stewart. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I tell you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in LA and then we travel the world. we toasting champagne, we got 32 girls who gets a hometown and who's the most hated who had the best date and who's getting eliminated we always speculating like you wouldn't believe but i cheated logged on to reality steve so it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's
It's the baller lifestyle, we living it. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living it. It's the baller lifestyle, lifestyle. Credit card bill. 